today we're looking at Nativity 2, Danger in the Major, a 2012 British improvised comedy written and directed by Debbie Izzard. The film focuses on Donald Peterson, an easily scared junior school teacher who embarks on a wild and heartwarming adventure with his class and teaching assistant as they travel to Wales to perform in a Christmas singing competition. to the Christmas and Chill Podcast. I will be your host, Josh. Uh, and we've got three contestants this evening, three fantastic contestants joining us this evening on the Christmas and Chill Podcast. We have Maddie. How are you? Hi, my name's Maddie. Um, I'm an alcoholic. If I was an animal, I'd be an anteater because they look tasty and my favourite colour is blue. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming along, uh, Maddie. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Uh, Amy, we've got Amy. How are you this evening, Amy? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself this evening. <laughs> uh, I'm Amy. I am an occupational therapist, as everyone already knows. <laughs> what? Is Amy an occupational therapist? Whoa, didn't know that one. It's never come up before. It's never come up before. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amy. And finally, we have Luke joining us this evening. Luke, how are you? Oh, not too bad, Joshua. Um, I am a student uh, working in uh, Bachelor of Communications, so they work at a burger place. Fantastic. And tonight <laughs> they're all playing for a brand new Kia Rio, courtesy of Kia. No, I was hoping so for much. a Toyota Corolla, but... Uh, I want a wrong Mazda show. 2, actually. I'm um, sorry. Uh, yes. Um, what about tonight? Swift? Suzuki Swift. <laughs> uh, that's the widest girl car I've ever heard. <laughs> I already have a car. I don't need one. Yeah, but I'm saying a Suzuki Swift is very white girl from Durant. It is a very basic bitch it's car. the first thing that came um, out. How are we, everyone? Good. 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 That's good. That's good. Um, how are you? Dan, Dan, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to be I doing this. I said, how are you? I said, oh, how, you said, how are, are you? you? Sorry, yes. my apologies. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to reviewing this movie. Um, so this evening we watched uh, Nativity 2, Danger in the Manger. Woo. Um, first, it's the first time we've watched a sequel on this list that wasn't on the same day. Same so day, yes. Yeah, it's the first spread out. I think it's the only spread out sequel we do on this list, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure, yes, it is. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, let's kick it off, guys, with the, I guess, the opening question we always ask. What do we think of the film? Good film. Um, usually I prefer a sequel. Um, Toy Story 2 is better in my opinion. Um, a couple other movies I prefer the sequel. But I don't think this was my favourite compared to the first one. Amy, what do you think? Do you like the film? I like the film. And I think I almost agree with Maddie. Like, I think the first one was better, to be honest. But I did, but I did like it, though. I thought it was still, like, Yeah, yeah, good. same here. I'm going to say the same thing as the other two. I thought it was good, but it, the first one was a lot better, in my opinion. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a lot better. But... Well, no, I mean in the sense, like, I, maybe I'm speaking a little... I'm, uh, this is the like I haven't I haven't talked about Nativity One in the podcast, but like I I quite enjoyed Nativity One. But Nativity this is a Nativity Two, two the, podcast. It doesn't... not a Nativity One podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for 
Nativity Nativity 2, I think, tried to fill too big of a shoes as what the first one did. Probably the best summarizing I could do. Yeah. I, I would agree with all three of you. I also share the same sentiment. I think the first one was better than the second one. Um, before we get into, I guess, what, what we did like and what we didn't like, um, the, the, the most notable difference between this and the first one I guess was a bit of a cast change so Martin Freeman is no longer with us uh, Mr. Madden's and we now yes, he passes away uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now we're joined by David Tennant um, what do we think of the, the, the change from Martin Freeman to David Tennant who do we prefer I prefer Martin Freeman's story Mr. Madden's story was better for me than Mr. Peterson. But I liked the twin aspect of Mr. Peterson and his twin brother, like, competing against each other. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what do you think, Luke? Who do you prefer between the two, if you I to pref- pick one? I preferred um, Martin Freeman over David Tennant. I think David Tennant does a really good job and, like, he kind of carries the movie a bit. Um I think maybe it's because they've got the cast is very very similar, and Mister Poppy doesn't have I don't know he didn't hit the same notes as he did in the first one. Maybe that's just because we know the character and we know that it's going to be a bit of a a rump a rumpus. Um, but yeah, Martin Freeman I think had the I think the as Maddie said the story I think for Martin Freeman was a lot better purely because I think he gets redeemed at the end and everything kind of turns around. But this time around, the first thing I thought was like, how are they going to do this? Because the first one was more about, you know, them beating out of the school. Are they going to do it a second time? And is that going to still be interesting was my question. But Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. What about you, Amy? Who do you prefer between the two? I think I do prefer Mr. Madden's, but... Like, to answer your question about is it going to be the same, I don't think it was anything the same because the background story was completely different. Like what Maddie said, it's like it was the competition between the two twins and all that stuff. Like the whole background story was completely different. So I wouldn't say it was... It was like the fact that they were practising for a show to sing at a show, yes, that was kind of the same, but everything else I believe was different. Hmm. I liked that Gordon Shakespeare was still in the film. Yeah, I did like that too. A bit like villainous but he wasn't the main villain like he had that sort of turnaround as well Mm. like he did in the first movie yeah definitely um mr poppy got mentioned then and something that i kind of picked up when i was watching this film is that when you look at nativity one mr poppy was wasn't the main character he was a side character he was like the b character in this movie mr poppy felt like the main character um, the folk, there was a lot more focus on well I thought there was a lot more focus on Mr Poppy and potentially maybe that's why we enjoyed Martin Freeman's story a bit better because the story, the crux of the story revolved around David Tennant but a lot of the action revolved around Mr Poppy does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's mainly because I think David Tennant as much as he is the main character he really didn't have like enough like emotional stakes with the kids and because with Martin Freeman, like, we, we we grow with him over the film. Like, we see him upset because of Christmas. We see him angry with the kids. We see him interact with them. 
So it creates that connection that is very valuable. And I think David Tennant, it kind of got rushed into, oh, you're just a replacement. Oh, but here, Mr. Poppy is going to give you but all this. I think that's problems. the whole point, though, because he is a replacement. And it's about his development and getting to know the children and about from the start, he's all like, nah, I, like these kids are supposed to be doing this. They're not supposed to be doing all that. And it's like shows the progression of him realising that, hey, like actually these kids do deserve to have fun and we do, they do deserve to get to this concert thing. And so then I feel like by the end there is a connection. But most of the... Most of the story, though, is about them trekking to the contest. It's not really about them in class. And maybe that's where maybe it loses me a couple of, like, little moments is the fact that, yeah. I agree with Luke. It lost me along the way. I thought, like, the whole doing the rapids, them trekking, the flying donkey, like, it was funny, but I it got a bit too fantastical. I was like, oh, this... We've lost the realism here, like the realism in the first movie. But maybe I'm comparing it too much to the first movie. It, it felt more of a kid's movie. This one felt like more of a kid's movie, whereas the first one kind of had something for the adults. That being said, I, I do think there is merit, though, in the fact that it, the whole point of the movie was that David Tennant was a very obvious replacement for Mr. Madden. So that whole shrine scene where Mr. Poppy has a shrine <laughs> to Mr. Madden so in the classroom. Like that's that's such a callback to the first one saying you will never replace him. And then that kind of and and I get it. The journey that they take is a little bit unusual. It's not But also orthodox. I feel like Mr. Poppy, that's who he is. Like he's a mm. s- crazy person. So like oh, yeah, yeah at sure. some points I did <laughs> think it was a bit crazy and it was kind of stupid, but at the same time I wouldn't put it past Mr. Poppy not to do that. <laughs> That's so true. That is true. Like that it doesn't true. feel justified at the end though for him being close with David Tennant. It only feels like oh they've only just gotten to really know each other over the adventure but, that they had. But that's the point like, though. Because he's a new teacher. But he's supposed. But Mr. Poppy is supposed to be a teacher's aide, and that's the. I, I think that's the problem. But he's not problem. a teacher's aide. He's a no. No, but he's he, not. That's but, the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. So is in the movie? Maybe I missed it. Is he actually the teacher? Because he's the no. teacher's aide, but he's dis- He's not qualified to he's be. He's not one. a real yeah. teacher's aide. He's just aid. the. Ne- he's feels... just the principal's nephew. But I feel like because of the way that David Tennant was in the movie, it didn't really feel like before he came there, it felt like they get, basically Mr. Poppy Wood became the teacher that filled the void. And then once, I don't know, it just, it felt kind of awkward. It felt like an awkward fit to put David Tennant in because they didn't have, allow enough time for him to be with the kids and with Mr. Poppy before the contest happened. It kind of felt but a little rushed. I think, that's, I think I that's intentional. That's the point. Yeah. The, the, the whole journey is the, the learning, right? The development. The, on this journey, we all get to know each other. We become closer because of the, the journey. The shit that goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we think of... Um, so there was a, a good use of, I guess, David Tennant and... Um, the actress who plays his wife here, and that they were both double cast in in two roles. So David Tennant obviously also played his twin brother, and his wife played the the superstar lady. Was that her? I didn't even know. Did she? Was that her? Yeah. Oh wow! So that was the whole point that the husband and wife were both twin characters. That makes so their sense. Opposites 
were the villains in the show. Yeah, that makes sense because when she becomes like on stage and the way she acts with da- with evil David Tennant, it makes a lot. Now that makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, but what do we think of the idea of of the whole double casting, like the twin casting? Do we think that was was a nice touch? Do we enjoy it? Do we not like it? What do we think? For David Tennant's character, like he brings up the fact that he had a, a, a twin brother and the fact that he had some beef between his twin brother and his dad is not supportive of him. It gave him a real, like, a real reason to try and, at towards the end, help the kids win when he finds out. Because, you know, it gives it that little, the little bit of warmth that the first one did. It's a very similar type of warmth. Where it's not about love, but it is a lo- about the love between the family members, more or less. Yeah, yeah. What about what? What do you think, Maddie? You were talking a bit about this when we were watching the film. What did you think of the brothers' arc? Um, I kind of predicted the end where they would both have a a part of their love heart each and put it at the end. Um, and I did get a bit emotional when I watched that. <laughs> um, I liked it. I liked that you're not. You're rooting for Mr. Peterson and not his brother, and then in the end they get together to yeah. not get together, but in the end, but yeah. Amy, what do you what do you think about the twins and their their story I think, arc? I think uh, I like it because it's kind of a change in I feel in all the other Christmas stories we've had so far, like a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it's a definitely good point because yeah, we definitely haven't seen the the actor kind of repeat before. So that's, it was quite a, quite a nice change. And there's not a lot of like thinking about it. There's not a lot of like civil rivalry. Yeah. That's in, what I mean. It's like, yeah. it's been mm. a lot about family, like troubles, but this one was specific to siblings. And even further than that, it was twins as well. So, which is like yep. different to what we've been seeing the last few movies, I guess. Um, Maddie, you were talking before about the kind of the middle of the movie, like feeling a bit empty or kind of getting a bit lost with all the action. Um, one of the big moments in the middle of the movie is, is I guess, where all the children start to parasail down a cliff um, with the teacher. Um, and that, that's supposed to be kind of the big heartfelt moment where, oh, yeah, I believe in the kids again and that, and, you know, we're going to do it. What did you think of that scene considering the fact that they were parasailing down a cliff with just a rope at that point in time? <laughs> um, I kind of don't think I was paying attention at that point because it was a bit too <laughs> far-fetched <laughs> for myself. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like the moments that were supposed to be heartfelt didn't hit right. I mean, maybe that bit, like, I think I was the same. I was like, this is a bit, like, um, but... Maybe it was supposed to be like he was put in such a situation where his life was at risk that he had to trust them. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like that's what they were trying to do maybe, but I think it was a bit extreme what they... (laughs) It felt like a jump the shark moment where it was like, okay, we're here now. We're at this point in the movie. Also, that cliff was massive. It wasn't a little cliff. It was like a mountain. Yeah, no, of course. Like you would get sued through the arse if you're a teacher doing that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, they he should have been fired. And same with with um with Martin Freeman too. Like all of the time they get taken out of school and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of like well, 
I blame Mr. Poppy for that. But, like, even when they were white water rafting and, like, David Tennant fell in, all I could think of was now he's susceptible to COVID. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, you didn't do a very good job the past few nights, so I had to step I in. I had one planned. I don't I'd care. written it out. Cop that. Maddie, you're off the podcast. Um, yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, no. <laughs> um, right. Try, I guess I'm, still slip guess it I'm not in, doing though. a COVID joke tonight. No, no, tr- still and try slip it in. I'll see, yeah. We'll see how we go. Um, speaking of, I guess you were talking about the, the teachers being sued. I guess the person in charge of that was the principal, Pam Ferris. She makes a return. What do we think of Pam Ferris's role in, in this movie? I, I personally thought she was just as good as the first movie. Yeah, she was mm. funny. <laughs> I didn't realise she's actually Mrs. Trunchbull in the Matilda movie. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, okay, this is seeing two different sides of the actress. But, yeah, um, yeah, no, she's great in the movie. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the scene where she was yelling at the twin <laughs> behind the scenes. I thought that was quite funny. And then she kind of gets dragged away. That was quite good. Um. Did you have? Did everyone have many laugh out loud moments? I remember watching the first one, and I was audibly laughing um, for quite a lot of the the jokes. What do we feel about this one? There's a joke at the end in the credits. I couldn't stop laughing when one of the girls. I can't remember what the joke was because I watched it like hours ago. But there's a joke where she they're trying to tell jokes for the audition. You know how they have the blooper reel at the end, and it was before the kid makes a really crappy like cow across the street joke and I can't remember what it was but it was just really 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 funny and I'm like if Josh doesn't take this and use it in the podcast I'm going to be very upset Josh but, didn't <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I think the one of my favourite bits to be honest was the when they, they go from bus to boat where he's mm. they're all screaming and then they just get into the lake and it's like hey look it's a bus boat. Yeah, true. It's like, what is this? Ah, uh, love a, it. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. It was... What about you girls? What did you, Was there anything in the movie that made you laugh out loud as much as the first one? I think they crammed a lot of the first movie jokes in the second, like the auditions. They were so funny in the first movie because you weren't expecting it. You weren't, like, but in the second movie, they did the auditions for quite a while. Like, so I guess that was like a cheap laughs sort of gag that they put in there, I guess, which felt inauthentic to me. Like, I didn't feel... Mm, that's fair. Like, I that's wanted to point. laugh at genuinely. Amy, um, your favourite little boy, Bobby, was back in this movie. Uh, just Bob. Just was Bob. It, was it just Bob? Sorry, just Bob. Just what, Bob. What did you think of his performance in this movie? Well, I feel like you could definitely tell that all the kids that were in the original one had grown up. Like, yeah. you could tell that they weren't, like, little kids anymore. Like, I mean, I feel like Bob still, he still had some part of him that was in the first one, but you could tell he'd matured a lot. Yeah, yeah definitely. I felt, yeah. One of the girls sang a song and it had the words Tiny Timmy in it and I got really <laughs> loudly. There's also in the audition one of the girls sings a song from the first movie and he immediately yes, gets the Yes, that was funny too. I was like, that's that funny. Was funny. That was good. 
There was also the Justin Bieber moment right at the end of the movie where they're doing oh. all of the um the songs and there's the guy who's acting like Bieber and I was thinking if anyone who didn't grow up during that time saw this they wouldn't understand because it was made I think in like 2011 or something so it would have been the height of the Biebs popularity. I think I think the end was probably my favorite part of the movie like just watching all the little kids like doing their dance and I liked how like it wasn't like oh you have to be perfect you could it was almost like going to a school like primary school concert and then just seeing all the little kids uh performing at the end of the year and all that yeah. stuff like with their little yeah. mistakes and not on time and everything like it felt really <laughs> it was really cute I reckon. <laughs> um, speaking You're getting of the- a bit clucky there Amy aren't you? Well, speaking of clucky in the end of the movie, um, at the end it almost falls into an actual nativity scene as they end up in a barn and they give birth to to twin boys. Danger in the manger, am I right? Well, well, hey, um, (laughs) given the fact that the primary school kids were watching the birth (laughs) (laughs) um, and some of the reaction shots um, and the fact that there was kind of... There was also, like, live animals in the manger. Well, yeah, they the watched donkey. a live birth in the first one. I don't know why they yeah, were they... shocked. They'd already seen it. Oh, yeah, they it. did. You're they right. Did. But that they was did. an animal, wasn't it? No, no they, went went they went to a hospital. Oh, I don't remember. Oh. That's all right. Mr. Mr. Poppy, Mr. Poppy was like, took them seven. to a hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Now I remember. Because they went to the farm animals one first and then they yeah, went to... Yeah, to the, the hospital yeah. to watch a baby. Yeah, um, yeah right. That poor donkey. I feel sorry for that donkey and all of the experiences. That it's a magical flying donkey. Donkey. Oh man, <laughs> magical flying donkey. It was. It, it was. There was a lot of small moments in this movie that that was a bit too unrealistic. Like the donkey saying "Merry Christmas" at the end. Them talking about did flying it? donkeys. I did not notice that. Yeah, the donkey was like "Merry Christmas" right well, that's at the end. Yeah. David Tennant was like a magical talking donkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, there are a few things I was like, uh, maybe it's too far. But I mean, it it was definitely a sequel to Nativity. Like it was, it wasn't like super disjointed. It, it's kind of had the same themes. It it felt Christmassy. I thought. Do you guys think it felt Christmassy? Yeah. 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 You told me you didn't think it felt Christmassy, Josh. Well, I thought, well, I've had time to reflect on this because at the time when I finished watching it, I was like, I don't know how Christmassy that was, but it's the very end of the movie end. that redeems yeah, that's, it. that's where it, like, comes through, I feel like. Because they, they jam it all at once. It's like <laughs> the kids winning the pageant, it's the, kid, the babies being born in a major, it's the family being reunited. It's like it's the big happily ever. It's a Christmas miracle right at the end. So I feel like that. Um, I felt like the the end of the movie was like where they had made the like when they were thinking of the sequel. That's what they were gonna do. And then Martin Freeman couldn't get on, so they had to try and find someone else that was just as good to fill in. Because mm. like around that time, like Martin Freeman was doing. Um, the Lord of the Rings movies, so he definitely wouldn't have been able... It'd be interesting to see if he actually would have wanted to go and do the second one. Well, they had the element of the twin brother, so I don't know if that... Yeah, that's why I'm saying. I was thinking, like... And also, they kind of set it up, though, because he met... He got his wife or or whatever back in the first movie, who and she lives in, the, in Hollywood. Yeah, true. So it would make sense that he would follow... Because that's what I was going to say before... 
like I feel like the carry on of the two movies were quite good. Like it worked out fine. It wasn't like yeah. some, it wasn't like you were sitting there being like, "How did we end up here?" Like it. I liked Mr. Shakespeare in this movie a little bit more than I did in the last movie. Yeah, I don't know. I think seeing him out of his element, where he thinks he's the best, and then seeing David Tennant's brother, I think was really kind of like human of him, which was really interesting because normally he's just been cocky. But and that the the quote that he made to the end when they're all stuck in the globe is like, "Oh look, it's the Shakespearean globe." And then they push it out. I'm like, "That's a good joke," mm. because a play on his last mm. name. Um, if we were characters in this movie, who would we be? I have I was, no idea. I was Mister. I was Martin Freeman last time, so this one's tricky. I think Josh. <laughs> there was a moment where. Gordon Shakespeare was like dancing and like I I just was like that's Josh. <laughs> it's so <laughs> musical theatre, he said, and I was like, yeah, I'll that's take Josh. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Amy, you would be David Tennant's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I might have been David Tennant to be honest. Like, like trying to be do the good thing by everyone, want everybody to be happy. Maybe a little, but I'm a little, a little disappointed by like my family sometimes, but then at the end it's all right. Yeah, um, Maddie, I think you would be either Pam Ferris's character. Yes, I mean, <laughs> or the donkey. Well, I was gonna say all the baby. I was about to say the donkey. I was gonna say the baby, but yeah. <laughs> I do cry a lot. You're right. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You sound just <laughs> like it. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maddie, I'm going to handball to you. Oh, my God, guys. How many Christmas hats are we going to give this movie out of ten? Um, I think I'll start with Josh tonight. I am going to give this movie a, a 7.5 out of ten. Now, sum that movie up with 7.5 oh, words. No. All right, okay. No. Um it's... And you can't say any more than 7.5 words. <laughs> okay. Okay. How do I do 0.5 of a word? Uh, um, make it a short word. <laughs> um, it was funny. Um, doesn't beat Nativity 1. Oh, that was, that was pretty good, actually. And, and that's all you have to say about it. Good job, Josh. Okay. Luke Evans. How many Christmas hats would you give this out of ten? I'm gonna go with a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of seven words. Um, this is thrilling for podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. It was go uh, go. Luke. It was good. First one was better. Um, Amy, how many stars are I think are I'm going to do seven as well. Yeah. Mine is, it was Christmassy, but too much craziness. Oh, that's yeah, good. Like <laughs> Maddie, what about <laughs> that you? That should be on the poster. I was going to say, that's that's like really good use of English. That was good word. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, I'm also going to give it a seven. I'm going to say, David Tennant is daddy, but... <laughs> Martin Freeman. 
Is it so with David Tennant? Is it just me, or was it really weird seeing his brother and then thinking you also play a character in, um, in uh, Jessica Jones where you're really creepy, and it's kind of weird that you can play in a kids movie and also be borderline a, a okay. But predator? I thought when he weird. was in Jessica Jones and as uh, the twin brother, I thought he was hotter. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, you just like a bad Also, boy, it's a play so. on words because he literally became a daddy. So, um... Oh, well done. Yes. Well done. How about... Um, Luke, you've got your question segment. Yes, I have my Christmas question of the day. Um, we were talking about... and We were talking about the donkey earlier. This one is going to be a little bit um, out of left field. If a new animal could be added to the Christmas canon, what would it be and why? So, what you think of as a normal Christmas animal, what would you, what animal would you want to add to that, to, um, to Christmas? And why do you think it would be a good pick? Blue whale. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that? Um, Because it's the only thing big enough to fit all my Christmas spirit in it. Oh, beautiful. So wholesome. That was surprisingly wholesome. Um, I'm going to go with a magpie because they usually hang around you while you're eating Christmas lunch outside in Australia, begging for something. They also, they're also really into presents and shiny things. Yes, I'm, they do like shiny things. I'm going to go with a kangaroo because I feel like Rudolph and his red nose and his reindeers should be kangaroos. <laughs> I like that. That's very Aussie Santa Six wear shorts boomers. tonight kind of yeah. Santa. What about you, Luke? Um, we've seen a lot of people making stuff for Christmas. I think I'm going to go with a, a Canadian beaver because they make, ho- they make their own houses and then you can have the family ho- at home. Oh, that's sweet. That's nice. That's I'll good. be home for Christmas, but it's beavers. <laughs> Justice beaver. That would have made the movie so much better. <laughs> Just having beavers? Him in a Santa outfit? Oh, that's, that would be the best. Or him oh, my... in a beaver outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to Canada. Yeah, he's Who is home Justice to the Beaver? <laughs> Josh, did you write a joke specifically for tonight? Oh, I did Jesus, actually write a joke. Did. All right, so... Um, once again, this is trash. Um, writing jokes is way harder than just finding them on Google. But um, I gave it a crack, and I, it's a play on words this time. See if you spot it. All right? Okay. Mm. <clears throat> so the other day I realised I have incredible powers. I have this one amazing skill, right? So whenever somebody gives me a present... I know exactly what's inside the present that they're going to give me, right? So if you give me a box, bam, I know it's a teddy bear inside. You want me to go look in the shed? I already know there's a bike in there. Like I'm telling you, whenever somebody gives me something, I already know what is inside. I guess you could say it's a gift. (laughs) I thought you were going to end that with, it's chlamydia. (laughs) Oh, my God. I thought it was going to be an anti-joke. Oh my god! No, no! Oh my god! No! This podcast is now. This podcast is now age-gated viewers. <laughs> that, that took a Christ. that took an odd turn. Amy, save us with a fun fact, please. <laughs> Why? Because the last thing we talked about was chlamydia. Okay, 
So better than the, COVID. <laughs> um, the fun fact of the day, the Christmas fun fact of the day, is that did you know that many parts of the Christmas tree, so a real one, of course, um, can actually be eaten. Please, please don't what? go and what? please don't go and eat plastic trees. Okay. What? Um, or a real tree. Don't do that the, either. The needles can provide a good source of vitamin C. Apparently, you said, or you also said, um, vitamins the the British way too. Oh wait, I read about this. Um, these monks that would eat like pine sap and pine needles to like preserve their insides. So like when I they died, they sap. would like become mummified from the inside. Right. I mean that's not Christmassy, but it, like it's got to do with pine needles and pine sap. That's weird, man. That is. That is odd. Um, Sorry for that fun fact on top of the other one. I think yours was a bit more fun than mine. Yeah, that's pine <laughs> so needles. when we eat in Christmas tree, guys, I think we've got to try some. Is your Christmas tree no, real classic. though? Um, but I'll, I'll yeah, buy so I'll a real one that. and I'll saute <laughs> it up with some like gnocchi or something. And we'll charcoal. Yeah, instead of eating it on Christmas Day. Slow cooked. butter and would pine. That, would that be cannibalism if we're using charcoal to then charcoal this particular tree? <laughs> using tree to cook <laughs> tree? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> mm. um, uh, yeah, and look, if you want to eat a tree, you can also get in touch with us at our mailbag. <laughs> um, now, speaking of, tonight I've done something a little bit different for the mailbag. Oh, here we go. Um, a few podcasts ago, I mentioned that I would reach out to a certain somebody on Instagram, <laughs> um, and I would just like to share with you all the message that I have I sent to them today. Did he reply? Well, no, well Amy, we've, we've still Amy, got. Let's be real; he's got, never going to reply. We still got thirteen days, so <laughs> I think we're going to start a countdown clock. Uh, if for the he rest replies, of the season. Okay. I will eat. Part of a Christmas tree. Done. That's a deal. I'll I will all eat part of a Christmas tree. Okay. okay. So, all right. I'm going to read out what we said. I think you need to send him another message. I, I know. Shot. I have to say that there's, you know, that there's my girlfriend is going to eat a tree if you reply to me. <laughs> uh, but for those of you who, who are listening and you're not aware, um, I spoke the other day of, of um, one Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um we had a discussion and we all thought that um, if John Cena can be in a Christmas movie, why can't The Rock? Um, so I've sent uh, Mr. Johnson a message this evening and I just thought I'd read it out. Um, Hi, Mr. Rock. I hope you're well. We here at Christmas and Chill love everything you do. We review Christmas movies and we think you should definitely shoot a Christmas film at some stage of your career. If John Cena can do it, surely you can. I mean, we have no authority, power, pull or budget to assist you with this in any way, shape or form. But we still think you're great. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Love, Christmas and chill. P.S. We're about to watch Santa with Muscles featuring the Hulkster. Give us strength. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, talking about... um, I didn't realise that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was also in a Christmas movie. Really? Oh, yes. Jingle all the way. Oh, it's going to be yeah. great. And he fights Christmas men. Turbo he man. fights Santas. It's the best movie. They play Turbo it every man. year. <laughs> I can't Turbo wait. Turbo man. I cannot wait. Um, but look, if you would like to... Are you to... watching that? It's on the list. It is on yeah. the list. It is on the oh list. Oh, my God. I didn't realise. It's not far off. Um, 
But look, if you would like to get in touch with us, um, maybe you would like to also send uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson a message and, and tell him all about our fantastic podcast. Please do get in touch. That's um, a couple of ways you can do it. Mailbag.christmasandchill at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Christmas and Chill Podcast. If you're listening to us on Apple Reviews, if you've left us a review, thank you so much. We now are starting to get a couple of five-star reviews cycle through on Apple Podcasts. A couple of fantastic comments up there. So please, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, tell us what you think. Leave us some love. We really appreciate it. Um, guys, what are we watching tomorrow night? Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, jeez. The 1947 version. It's going to be good. I mean, it's it's going to Wait, be interesting. 47? I thought we, we said it was going to be the 90s one. Nope, I asked you oh, and you said 47. I think the original no, I... list was 47. Yeah, and then I asked to change it. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. When? It was on one of the... It was like a good list a couple of nights ago. I think it was like when we were doing... Mate, the list is um... final. <laughs> Right, guess Fine. guess we're reviewing right, the 1947 we'll the, version. Da, da, da. I guess we can change it. I, it doesn't matter. It does. Here, no, you know what? It, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. I'm going to pull a poll up on Facebook between the two, <laughs> and whichever one gets the most love by, I'm going to put it up now. Um, and whichever one gets the most love by uh, tomorrow evening is the one that we're going to watch. All right, sounds good. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, well, okay. The power's in your hand, listeners. But I mean, to be fair, by the time you listen to this, that poll will have already finished. But still, good work <laughs> if you did vote. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, nobody wins the Kia Rio tonight um, because oh, everyone, everyone's a winner. Um, <laughs> That's even worse. Uh, I don't want to be with everyone else. You all get $20 JBL vouchers. That's JBL handheld video cameras. This is uh, Australia's funniest home videos. 1997. Oof. Um, thanks so much for listening. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.